0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we get exciting new job titles, but we don't know what they mean. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including updates out of Nintendo Live. And then on Thursday, we are for real this time celebrating the one-year anniversary of Splatoon 3 by uh, uh, elevating our favorite Nintendo hosts with special guests... Drew Mackey, but Mark, in the meantime, how's it going? It's going great. I, I love when we plan to do an episode Yes, and then it's interrupted by a Nintendo Direct. Like, if you're going to get interrupted by something... Yeah, get interrupted by a Nintendo Direct. That's a great thing for it to happen to. It's some of the best news there is. It's true. Right? Yeah. Like, when, when else is there like, oh, did you hear there's a... Something. If it's a Nintendo Direct, you're like, great. Anything else, you're kind of like, oh no. Oh, or you at least have to think about how you were going to feel about it. Totally. Yeah. Nintendo Direct, you can always. Well, you can almost always be happy about a new Nintendo Direct. I'm right? trying to think of a time where I would be sad about a new Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Or qu- even questioning it. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Is this? Do I have room in my is heart it, for this? Right is now. Is this the one I'm going to dread? No. Well, I mean, I mean, is this the one with Metroid Dread? <laughs> That's just good news again, Mark. there you go. Um, That would be fun if, like, one, uh, in in a Nintendo Direct in the future, they were like, hey, we have something to talk about with Metroid. And it's just, hey, remember Metroid Dread and how much everyone liked that? If it was just, like, revisiting the fact that they put Metroid Dread out a couple years ago? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's nothing in the format of the Nintendo Direct that guarantees us news. It could be a retrospective. I mean, I feel like... I mean, it wouldn't be a Miyamoto, but that's basically what he did for Pikmin Bloom. I mean, that, that's that's a great point. Uh, and, you know, you could argue that the September Direct from 2020, which was the Mario 35th anniversary, sure, it had a lot of news in it. But there's a big chunk of that thing. I just rewatched it the other day. Um, there's a big chunk of that thing that is just showing you. Mario games. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo, take a lap sometimes. Yeah. You know? You're fine. You've you've earned it. Take a lap. Like like victory lap. Like a victory lap. And and an important distinction because also, like, that can be a punishment. Right. Where it's like, hey. Nintendo, take a lap. You didn't get enough free throws. (laughs) (laughs) Take a lap. Fiber. (laughs) Take a lap. Uh, If you would like to take a lap with us, you can go over to patreon.com slash Nintendo cartridge society. I don't know if that's in the punishment form or in the uh, victory form, Um, uh, but you can support us there with uh, money. If you so please, Uh, we appreciate it when you do, but you are of course uh, not obligated to do anything of the sort. If you support us at the eight bit or 16 bit levels, you do however, get access to our uh, ongoing miniseries. We put out one episode a month. Um, We did one on the great detective shows of television called NCS detective club, we are making our way through NCS goes Broadway. Our episode on Les Miserables just came out last week. So check that out. um, If you are subscribed at those levels. Yeah. Thank you so much to Mm -hmm. all of our Patreon subscribers. We appreciate it so much. Uh thank you to all of you who are listening. And if you're interested in talking to us more about Nintendo or other things, you can get in our Discord. Yep. And the way to do that is to email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. We will send you an invitation, then you come on in there. Uh and we just talk about Nintendo stuff all the time. When there's a direct mark, it's the place to be. It's the place to be. Um everyone in there is genuinely excited about what's going on uh and wants to participate in a like measured even conversation about it. So uh I, I can't say that about literally any other space on the internet. <laughs> uh, uh, but all right, Mark, are you ready to get into what we've been playing this week? Yeah, let's do it. Tetris 99 ticket update. I wasn't ready. Um, <laughs> all right, hold on. Sarah texted me a picture. Uh nine eighty two oh my wait that wow. means we are within striking distance this i'm freaking week, out this week could be the week that i get to 999 okay this is actually really important information okay i'm glad i know i uh, i have no further updates at this time okay uh for tetris 99 for tetris ninety nine. Oh, okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i mean that's great that's that is super exciting so it is possible that You'll reach nine hundred and ninety nine likely even yeah, by the like, time we talk about even, it next yeah. week, because as, as a recap, I can collect four tickets per day, um and yeah, between now and next time we record, uh there are seven days. Are you going to stop at nine hundred ninety nine or do you think you'll go over? I don't know yeah i don't know look I'm, I'm just I'm just making plans for the finish line i'm I'm not making plans for what happens after man, next week is going to be big, yeah. Yeah, so start planning now, Mark. You're on notice. Hey, if I don't, if I don't cross, if it doesn't happen this week, uh-huh, it doesn't happen this week. Yeah, no, no pressure, no pressure, no pressure. But it might happen this week. Yeah, we're on the cusp. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Uh, I have been playing Sea of Stars. We talked about it a little bit last mm-hmm. week. Also very exciting. <laughs> that uh, I had had my feel of Chrono Cross. Some of the um, just the era in which it was created. I was bumping up against that. And so I decided to check out Sea of Stars instead, which I I'm gonna say I'm maybe like three ish hours, between three and four hours in, mm-hmm. and I am liking it. I don't really. Here's where I'm coming down on Sea of Stars. Yeah, I like the combat. Mm-hmm. I like the presentation. Mm-hmm. It does not feel to me like Chrono Trigger or really like a retro RPG at all. Like I, I'm not really getting that. That feeling, maybe in the storytelling, because the story is a little, uh, or at least the dialogue. I, I don't know yeah, how I feel about it. Yeah, the the story and the dialogue to me feels a little like, uh, just kind of wrote a little like, uh, thereby necessity. It's such a thin line between yeah. like simple in the way that s- some like early RPGs are. But you know when we've talked about Chrono Trigger or other, sh- uh show games like if that ilk on the show before. It's like, yes, like maybe the dialogue and presentation is simple, but a time a lot of times like the themes that they're grappling with are like heavier than that. Yeah. Also, I'm only three hours into this game. Right. So it has not revealed itself fully to me. I guess what I feel like the main two characters are interchangeable. A little bit like Yeah uh, and they kinda of, they kind of are, right? Like you have that two choice between yeah. which, which one you, you want to be like your lead at at the beginning of the game. Um, but presentation-wise, I think it's really fun. I'm surprised that there are a little bit more, like, a little bit Zelda-y elements in it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, where you get an item and you have to use, like, a special item that has, like, a special ability. And you have to use that special ability in order to complete the task that you're given in kind yes. of, like, simple puzzle type ways. Um, I like a lot of the characters. I like the combat system. I think it's really cool. I think it's um, fun. You can, you know, press the action button before you do a regular attack or before you're being attacked to try to either block it or make it a little bit more powerful. In a very Super Mario RPG kind of way. There's also this, like, special additional, like, magic thing that you gather when you're doing regular attacks that can then power up Mm -hmm. your other attacks. Like, Uh, I, yeah, I think the combat's really fun. I'm, I like the presentation. I like the music. I guess in that way, it is a little bit like the messenger, which played, paid homage to like 8-bit and 16-bit era games, but didn't really feel like an 8-bit or 16-bit era game. And I would say that's the similar vibe that I'm getting from Sea of Stars. Like it, to me, it just feels like an indie RPG, not necessarily an indie RPG that is like really beholden to a 16-bit era experience um i uh uh, am having a lot of uh flashes of um eastward um which uh came out i think beginning of this year maybe maybe it was last year at this at this point um which is very much a like uh uh, secret of mana like a a modern remake of uh they're not remake but like using the same um sort of gameplay vocabulary as secret of mana or secret of evermore um uh that like yeah the it was almost a, like two years ago was it almost two years ago 2021 Jeez, sorry <laughs> um but uh in in any event um that like they're both sort of swimming in in similar waters in that way um and yeah so like to, to that point i um, Almost feels less like a throwback and more like its own thing. Yeah. And not in a bad way. Like, no. um, I, I am enjoying it. Uh, it's just like different than what I felt like the hype around it was. And so I've had to like readjust my expectations a little bit. Again, I'm super early in the journey. And so right. who knows what my feelings will be like by the end. And maybe the story reveals itself to be something different than, uh, what it has been so far. I'm sure there are twists and turns that are upcoming. But, um, uh yeah, I, I look forward to making more progress in it. Um I'm also playing Sea of Stars, uh, but I am much earlier in it than you are. Um I, I'm uh just at the end of the um there's there's a flashback that kind of uh happens a couple minutes into in the gameplay and then is uh kind of extended, right? Like it's um I, I thought it was gonna be like a single like episode of their experience, but it's kind of like recapping their whole uh their whole deal, right? Um and uh when that when i realized that i was in for like a longer flashback than what i then just like seeing a single episode from their uh childhood i was like oh this is kind of dragging a little bit and it feels like a pacing misstep early on um cuz like i don't know the the last thing i ever want to do in an rpg is like get to the point where i'm just like jamming on the uh talk button to get like the dialogue to go away faster um and i found myself in that within the first hour of sea of stars um which is fine, I guess, um, uh, but like, I, I'm, I'm like, just let me get back to the present so I can, like, do this combat some more. Right, yeah. I, I will say, uh, for all my complaints kind of about, like, the generic main characters, there I have run into some characters and some... Uh, uh, Monsters, in, 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 enemies. In, interludes. Mm. Like, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, um, uh, you know how in, like, Dragon Quest and that sort of thing, there's like, oh, okay, you're doing this little like side story and it has a beginning middle and end yeah and uh it's usually like charming or something and then you move on to the next thing i've encountered at least one of those where uh you know there's like a monster that is um threatening this town and then you like go down into the mines and you do all this stuff and a little bit of it like reveals itself and i found that very charming like the character the art style is really nice there are yep. moments of like great characters and especially you know like um uh, uh kind of like npcs so it, it, i feel like i'm in discussing it, i'm coming a little more down on it than i actually am it's just like i said just i'm having to like reconfigure my expectations for what this game is yeah well and it, you know i don't know the the beginning of any rpg is tough so right? true so uh yeah we we'll, we we'll, we'll, we will both keep playing and we will report back on on more stuff as we go. Um, Mark, because uh, this is just what 2023 has turned into, uh, I've been spending a lot of time with another game that looks like a 16-bit uh, classic game. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, the Dimension Shellshock DLC dropped last Thursday, um, and I picked it up right away. Uh, it's on sale for like 10% off, so you can get it for like $7.20. Um, and it's great. It's a ton of fun. Um I, I started to run through um the like normal uh game mode as uh, Usagi Ojimbo, one of the the new characters added to the game. Um and was having fun, but was kind of like, you know, I've basically done I've done this game before just now playing with a new character. And so I switched over to the survival mode, which is the new gameplay mode introduced with this dlc uh, and that's really where the money is and wh- what is that what is survival mode so the survival mode is uh you're uh being like catapulted through different dimensions um and the different dimensions are based on uh, like there's one based on the mirage comics like the black and white uh comics there's one based on um like a dimension x thing there's one based on like uh edo japan um and just like stuff like that right um and there's one that's like a dark future and other kind of cool settings like that. And uh, what happens is you go into, like, these little rooms. They, they don't scroll at all. It's a, a single static screen. Um, and then you're, like, beset with little combat challenges. And at the end of the combat challenge, um, you can choose between going through two different portals. Uh, one uh, the, And the, the portals offer power-ups or, um, like, little gems. And you need a certain number of gems to advance on to the next dimension. So you just kind of, like, keep doing this, making, like, sort of, like, trade-offs between, like, do I want to get closer to the goal or do I want a power-up to help me get through, like, the next one of these? Um, And the combat is varied. The enemies are, um, you know, they're, they're replaying a lot of the enemies from the main game, but they're also, like totally new ones um and there's also a a cool uh, they they do a a fun job of like deploying bosses in different configurations so like uh you can you can encounter bebop and rocksteady together or you can encounter um toka and razar together or you can encounter like ground chuck with bebop or like just um just toka uh, you know like or like a uh, metalhead and uh one of the other ones you know it's 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 a fun like it just like mixes it up um and uh it's very very fun and i'm finding the sort of like chase of that and the leveling up of that uh very compelling and exciting uh, and so i was doing a lot of work on it with michelangelo um today and really really loving it that sounds awesome yeah it's also funny to me i don't know ninja turtles that well like the ex- extended Ninja Turtles character list. And so you're naming off all these characters and I have no idea who they are, but they all have great names. Yeah, they've got like the best (laughs) names. Very evocative. Mm -hmm. I can paint a picture of what those characters might look like. (laughs) Um, So another thing with Sea of Stars, which is related to something else I wanted to talk about. I have been watching, it's like nine and a half hours long. So I've been watching it like, yesterday I was folding laundry and watching a little bit of it. So just bits and pieces here and there. In 2019 at uh, Awesome Games Done Quick, there was a Final Fantasy IX speedrun oh. that is, like, it's nine and a half hours because there's not, like, major skips you can do. The game's, what, across four discs? Yeah. So you're kind of limited like that, but they've just optimized the run so well. And So it's, like, three or four different people that kind of, like, every Has disc are, like, changing, yeah. are changing off. But it's been so much fun to watch. I haven't played Final Fantasy IX for a really long time. And... What this run does, because they can't really skip a lot of story that, you know, like other games where you can uh, really, like, take shortcuts can, is they do a good job of, like, hi- uh, kind of highlighting the high- the elements of the story as they're going along. And it's just been really fun for me because it made me realize how much I love Final Fantasy IX. And I don't know the next time that I'm going to be able to play that game, but to have this speed run on and just kind of, like, doing other stuff but checking in on it, it's been a lot of fun. They also did one the next or the previous year or the next year, maybe it was AGDQ 2020, they did one for Final Fantasy VIII, the same group. And oh, yeah. I'm l- would looking forward, because it's been so long since I played that yeah. game, like looking forward to checking that one out. But it made me think of Sea of Stars because, you know, I'm watching the replay of Final Fantasy IX and it's like, ooh, this is a game like I've already played. So like I know it and I have nostalgia for it. And it's difficult with Sea of Stars because that's like, what it's immediately up against when it's you're trying to evoke that Chrono Trigger like feeling totally it's like ooh, you're like and so it's not really fair for me to uh, say like Sea of Stars isn't living up to Chrono Trigger because one I haven't played all of Sea of Stars right and two it I don't have like the nostalgia for it you were nine when you played yeah so like you know like I think about Chrono Trigger and it makes me feel one way and Sea of Stars has a lot of work to like get to that point so it's just a hard it's a hard measure thing to be measured against, but anyways, if you ever have like something you want in the background for nine and a half hours, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy IX, uh, 2019, speed run it, uh, Gamestone Quick is a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's very um, like you, you saying I don't know when the next time I'm gonna have the opportunity to play Final Fantasy Nine. Uh, like sent a little bolt of sadness to my heart because I'm like, oh yeah, I'm probably never gonna play Final Fantasy Final Fantasy. Se- Wait, what am I saying? Final Fantasy Nine ever again. Right? Like, right. It's just such a commitment. yeah. and so that's why I've really enjoyed because uh, yeah, I feel the same way. like I honestly don't know if I'll ever be able to play it again. And so I have really enjoyed this uh uh speed run because it's like being without having to sit down and like commit to yeah. like doing the controller being able to like kind of experience it and just check in and be like, I totally forgot about that moment. Oh, yeah, oh that's a great character. um so it's been a lot of fun i I honestly highly recommend it. it it's really good um well all right that's what we've been playing this week let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week today september 5th rune factory 3 special is released this is a nintendo ds game that has been remade and is coming to nintendo switch um and i the reason i'm calling this out is it was part of the september 2022 nintendo direct so Mm. almost a year later making it to store shelves. And then on Friday, September 8th, speaking of things highlighted in Nintendo Directs, Fae Farm, that uh, kind of like farming simulator fairy game that we saw at the June 2023 Direct is and being that released was, digitally. And that was not the Direct that was full of farming games. No, no. That was a previous direct. Yeah, although I, I, my memory from June is that it had, like, a number of fairy or fairy-adjacent Yeah, that's my memory as well. Uh, but then also on Friday, NBA 2K24 is being released on Switch. Huh. Uh, any of these games do it for you that you think you're going to be uh, picking up anything? Or, I mean, we we kind of just got some new games, right? Yeah, I think I'm uh, still into Sea of Stars right now. Yeah, me too. Um, all right, Mark, let's get out of the new releases. Which brings us to a regular segment on our show. It is time for 4:33. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 4:33, wherein a performer or a group of performers did not play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the performance of, uh, for the duration of one performance of 4:33, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, You would think at this point that that would just be automatic uh, tumbling out of my mouth, but I still get hung up on it sometimes. Um, Mark, we are going to be ranking the types of hats today. Yeah, hats that exist in the world, thanks to a list from Connor Handmade Hats. Mm -hmm, That's ConnorHats.com. Okay, Um, I think we're going to just start at the top of their list, and then we will slot in these hats relative to each other. Sounds good. Uh, So I think number one, it's the first one on the list here, it's baseball caps and uh i'm not saying i could be surprised but it it feels like a num- like a good number 1 it's a good number 1 it's a solid number 1 before we continue i have to ask um are wh- are we are we ranking like hats as we wear them or just like hats holistically i think Uh, it's going to have to be holistically, which includes how we wear them. Some of these hats I don't think I, or I know I don't wear. Right. And so... uh, I'd have to check to see if I wear a hat (laughs) like that. Have Sarah on speed dial. (laughs) All right. So up next is a beach hat or also known as a sun hat. Yeah. How do you feel about a beach hat or a sun hat? And again, these are not just based on whether I can wear Uh, them or not, uh but I wish I could wear them. But uh, my head is just no good for a sun hat. Uh, I would say it's below baseball cap. I would also put it below baseball hat, um, baseball caps. um, And even though I still think you should get one of these, so you can garden outside. Yeah, I mean it's still a life goal for sure. Uh, Okay, next up is Berets. Oh, man. I put Berets pretty near the bottom. I feel like (laughs) they were just uh, uh, definitely below the two that we have already. They're just like they're a parody of themselves. I feel like uh, I am beginning to suspect that possibly uh this topic was just to advance your anti beret agenda but i but i that being said <laughs> i don't Coinciding nicely with I my don't, i don't i don't disagree with the placement um underneath sun hat couldn't wear it for gardening so uh that is a negative for me how about a boater hat also known as a skimmer hat is a summer hat that is most popular in the 1800s and 1900s a classic skimmer hat is made from straw and features a small to medium sized brim um from, so is this like what somebody in like the musical ragtime would wear like a straw hat like that i don't think it's really like straw oh, okay i don't know I, and I, wider I, brim basically wi- i don't like yeah. it i don't care for it i think i don't know what it it's, is it's it got a, it's got a firmer brim okay I, I would put this below beach hat and above beret it, it feels like it is just like a variation on the beach hat i i would agree with that but a beach hat is like is Floppier brim, right? Yeah. Again, I would not wear this for gardening. Okay. Um, next up, boho hat. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, I prefer this is just me uh-huh. beret over the boho hat. I, I just think a boho hat is up to no good, right? A, a beret has a purpose. Uh, Not sure what well, that purpose say, is. You. You <laughs> tell don't, me on that. don't press me. We only have four <laughs> minutes and thirty three seconds. It's 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 a it's a floppy hat. Um, that I don't know. I feel like it needs more structure. I don't want to put anything uh below the beret, <laughs> but if you feel strongly, we can put boho hats above beret. Um, uh, no, no, no. I will put boho hats below beret. No, all right, all right. Um. Next up, bowler hats. I feel like you're definitely saying something with a bowler hat. I don't know if I like what's being said. Coming yeah. down with some anti-hat agenda here. <laughs> Between you and I. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Um, I have, a, I have to admit a mistake. When I was looking at the picture for a uh, bowler hat and thinking that's what they were calling a boho hat. So I think you're right oh. that a boho hat is above a beret. Um, I think a bowler is below. Got it. Okay, great. Uh, great. Bowler I, is below beret. I I, I I can agree with that. But... Uh, a boho hat is like a floppy Indiana Jones hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like s- with an even smaller brim somehow. Yeah, like you're kind of getting into yodeling territory, but not quite there yet. Oh, interesting. Okay. But yeah, bowler hat, no thank you uh okay next up is the bucket hat they're back in vogue i wish i could wear one this is like a, bu- a hat envy for me I- oh we did not make it very <laughs> we far didn't even make place. it out of the bees uh so many bee hats well okay i guess then we're just ranking all the bee hats um <laughs> uh, so let's find a place for bucket hats bucket hats are like the jeans of hats Yes, so uh, maybe below beach hat. I above... think below beach hat. Okay, right. yeah, bucket. So we are our one, two, three, four, five, six, our top seven uh, <laughs> B hats. Uh, number seven is the bowler. Number six is the beret. Number five is the boho. Number four is the boater. Number three is the uh, bucket hat. Number two is the beach slash sun. And of course, number one is the baseball cap. All right, Mark, let's get into the news. Nintendo hosted the first. (laughs) (laughs) I really like drinking hats. Yeah, yeah, I I, I did too. It was fun. Um, uh, Next time we can do Sea Hats. There we go. There we go. It's a topic which is endless. Uh, Nintendo hosted the first Nintendo America, North American Nintendo Live in Seattle this past week, adjacent to the PAX West show that is also going on in Seattle right now. When Nintendo Live was announced, and even when they gave out tickets, it wasn't entirely clear what the event would necessarily entail. But hey, now that it's happened, we do in fact know. Yes. So I, I think... Like everything with Nintendo, they can tell us what's going to happen, but until it has happened, I don't think we get it. No. But now I feel like I get it a little bit more. One thing that was, I would say, like the, uh, one of the headliners of the event, is that Super Mario Bros. Wonder was indeed available to play on the show floor. Which I think necessitated the uh, Super Mario yep. Wonder direct happening on the day before the event started. Yeah, and we will talk uh, more about like impressions from uh, like hands-on um, with Super Mario Brothers Wonder, um, but it, it kind of became uh, apparent through the course of the day of the uh, direct that there were lots of uh, outlets that had been sending people to um, New York to play um, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, But so, like, that which, you know, all kind of coalesces around the uh, time of the Direct and then uh, uh, Nintendo Live being the first time for the public to get their hands on it. Yeah, that's right. Um, Also, I, I would say, based on the coverage that I saw, it seems like the, like, largest amount of things to do at Nintendo Live was that there were lots and lots of photo ops. Yeah. So, you know, they had, like, mouthful mouthful mode car kirby from kirby and the forgotten land that you could take a picture with they had you know like uh pikmin one they had animal crossing like they just had lots and lots of photos opportunities which sounds like a ton of fun to me i would love a picture with mouthful mode yeah car kirby of course i mean and they also had some of the uh some stuff from previous uh e3 displays too right like the uh or I don't know if they could have been like recreated or whatever, but like the Super Smash Brothers stuff was there. I saw that stuff in twenty nine, yeah, 20- twenty eighteen. Yeah, no, I do think they t- that took a lot of these things out of storage. Like at a uh, City Walk, Universal City Walk yeah. in uh, Hollywood for the Super Mario Brothers movie, they had like the Mario Brothers van like the plumber van there uh at city walk and then it was also at nintendo live got it you know so i think it is was kind of like a collection of the things that they had from previous events well it's just interesting that like nintendo hasn't done e3 for the last three years right um and possibly never again um but like they still got this itch to like make this stuff you know uh huh. there was a legend of zelda concert there may have been other ones but that was the one that i was familiar with Um, where a few months ago, in addition to, I guess, allowing people to sign up for tickets to Nintendo Live for that lottery, there was also like another way that you could get these tickets within Nintendo Live. I don't really understand it, but it was like a separate ticket (laughs) within Nintendo Live. (laughs) Of course, it was like another dumb little lottery system. to, to, To see the concert in person, but they also, it was just like right adjacent to it. So they like live streamed it on the show floor and then you could e- honestly just like, sounds like you could just hear it um, yeah, in, yeah, the, cool. uh, in the room itself. There was a merch shop that uh, I think had like Nintendo Live exclusive merchandise, at least a little bit. There was the occasional character meet and greet where like a mascot character would come out. Oh, hello. I saw a picture of one of uh, Kirby and apparently the, yeah, yeah. Just like a little chonky Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently the the room was really crowded. And, but so the Nintendo people were like telling people to make way, make but, way for so Kirby. So it just looks like there's like a tiny, like a a perfect Kirby-sized path that people were making, you know, like uh, for to allow Kirby to walk through. That's very funny. Um, there were of course the Smash Brothers Ultimate and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe tournaments that we knew about beforehand. Uh, but overall, you know, it didn't seem like anything. They and and then other d- demo stations for games that had previously been released. Super Mario Brothers Wonder was the one like unreleased game that they had demos for. It sounds like the lines were uh at least to get in were pretty crazy. So listener and friend of the show, Paul C. Pace, was able to attend, and he said on Discord that he waited two and a half hours to get onto the show floor itself.
1: Which is a lot, that's a lot. Which is a
0: lot, but then like only 15 minutes to play Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Right. Um uh he also said that the Super Mario Brothers Wonder demo ruled. And Which is very exciting. apparently in multiplayer, you no longer bump into each other like you did in New Super Mario Bros.? Yes. Well, so part of this is uh, addressing the uh, online gameplay components um, that uh, were so difficult for previous uh, like Mario games to sort of nail down. In games like uh, Super Mario Maker and Super Mario 3D World, you can... Uh, take them online, play them online, but because the games require this like constant uh, input um, from both players about, uh, you know, like positionally where they are on the map so that they can like their physics can affect each other. Um, that uh, that means that it, the game is constantly waiting for the input from two different systems and then has to, like, give that information back to both those systems. It's the same kind of problem with uh, fighting games, um, which has been sort of alleviated by... Um, by the companies that actually use rollback netcode with rollback netcode. There's something that was pioneered with a system called uh, GGPO um, that would let uh, fighting games uh, just function on like a little bit of a lag, but the lag is universal. So like your brain kind of adjusts to it um, and it uh, uses like predictive technology uh, to guess what the player is going to be doing for the next frame and then inputs that. And if what they end up doing is different from what it expects you to do, then it auto corrects for it, and all that just happens a, sp- a split second later, and there's no like stuttering. It's all, it always keeps up. But not everyone, even in the fighting game world, does that. Um, the new Tekken game is uh, reportedly not going to be using uh, rollback netcode. Uh, Tekken, made by Bandai Namco, who also made Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, has the same uh, problems with online. Anyway, all of that kind of wrapped up in the problems that Nintendo has had with platforming games online in the past and seemingly just taking the fact that the characters can interact with each other and like move each other off position, uh, eliminating that eliminates the same problem of always waiting for um, and like necessitating input from both systems before uh, advancing to the next frame. But why would it matter for this game when there is no online like multiplayer where you can like bump into each other. No, but there is there is online that you can play with people at the same time. No, there's not. There's yeah. like the, there's like the shadow stuff, but they're not able. No, to they're like not, affect shat- you. they're You're not able to You're playing at the same time. I don't think so. Yeah, you are. I don't think. I don't think. That I'm pretty sure. In this game. I'm pretty sure it is in this game. I don't think so. I don't think that exists for. Uh, some somebody's got to be the tiebreaker here. Somebody's got to write in and let us know because I don't think that is a I mean, function much... of Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I think it is, but. <laughs> But I I, I I do think that the uh, messaging out there is confusing about what the multiplayer and what the online multiplayer actually entails. Um, uh, and I think much like Nintendo live, we will know when it is in our hands and we can see it. <laughs> uh, but thank you, Paul for sharing photos and everything yes. on discord and hope you had a great time. It looked like a lot of fun. I hope that they do this again in the future. And um, it seems like it was, unsurprisingly, it seems like it was successful for them. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what Nintendo Live expands to in the future, especially if E3 truly is gone forever. Got it, it feels like it just is, right? Yeah. Speaking of Super Mario Brothers Wonder, some previews went live shortly after last week's Direct. And now that people are getting their hands on it at Nintendo Live, we're learning some new details. Uh, and on the first, was it Thursday or Friday? Friday it must have been Friday. Uh, they had a Nintendo Treehouse Live. There was about 25 minutes of them, of some of the Treehouse employees playing Super Mario Brothers Wonder. And the funny thing about it is there have been some Treehouse Lives where I watched it and I was like, oh, okay, now I understand something about this game that I didn't understand before but i actually thought the direct did a really good job of explaining everything except yeah. maybe online multiplayer which which we disagree we, do, on. <laughs> we don't understand but um uh otherwise the direct it was it was or sorry the treehouse live it was fun to watch but i didn't feel like i really like learned anything new about the game yeah not in a bad way just i thought that was interesting that they did a good job of uh showing it all in the direct i mean it is interesting that like with a with a mario game it's kind of like Oh yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, the the fundamentals are still Mario. Uh, it, we learned that in the game settings, you can turn off the talking flowers voice acting. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, so, wow. so if you want, uh, you know, I'm willing, I'm willing to give the vo- talking flowers a chance. I think it's it's possible that they're annoying, and I think somebody at Nintendo agrees, or because otherwise they wouldn't include this option. But you can turn off the talking flowers' voices. Also, you can choose the language in which they speak, which may actually be what I do. If I can get them to like talk Japanese, right? Then that, that's that's a hundred percent what <laughs> I'm going to do. <laughs> talk Japanese. Yep. Um, yeah. And uh, look, I've been a longtime advocate for uh, more specific volume controls in uh, Nintendo games, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Um, uh, so it's nice to see that they're doing something like that here looks like you also have at least some measure of control over the button mapping on the controller. Hmm. So if you have, like, a specific preference to, like, what dash and jump are, it seems like you may be able to um, change that. Okay. Uh, Speaking to IGN, the game's director, Shiro Mori, and producer Nintendo legend, Takashi Tezuka, uh, talked about the genesis of Super Mario Bros. Wonder and the Wonder Seeds that, you know, change the levels. Uh, Maury began quote, when we were thinking about creating this new 2d Mario, there were two concepts that we held. The first concept is the freedom to choose. And the second concept is the idea that it's packed with secrets and mysteries. And this idea of secrets and mysteries, I think the original super Mario brothers was exactly that. Mm. But as we continued to create Mario games, this idea of secrets and mysteries started to become a standard or something expected. And that was a challenge that we saw. And so in order to overcome that challenge, there's something we tried. What we did was in mario games you know when mario goes down a pipe you can go to the underground area or if he climbs the vines you can go to the sky area well we thought what can we do to create an updated version of that so one idea that came up was when you use an item you are taken to a different area and so when we created a prototype and showed mr tezuka this he said well even if you're just taking the item if you're transported to somewhere else that's the same can't you just change the place as it is right now? Hey, it's a great point uh, that hitting a uh, an item and then being transported to another location, kind of the same as climbing a vine or going down a pipe. It, yeah. Transforming the space, so that is a, a novel idea. Exactly. And so they go on to talk about, like, uh, Mori talks about how originally he was thinking that it would just be, oh, yeah, we could do that in a couple of levels. And then uh, uh, Tezuka was like, you could, or we could do it everywhere. And yep. so that's uh, that's was the genesis of having like a wonder seed for every level. Um, I, I don't think we have it in the uh, in in the in the news uh, the, the run of show here, but uh, I uh, saw another interview that um, revealed that there was no internal deadline uh, when developing uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. So like, if they reached a point where they were like, "No, we need to have these transformations transformations in every level," they're just like. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, they also talked about how uh, they came up with like 2,000 ideas for what they could be and then eventually whittled them down by creating prototypes, seeing what was fun, and kind of like leaning into those. I have a question, Patrick. Do you think that the Super Mario Bros. Wonder Direct Mm. takes the place of a September, like general Nintendo Direct this year? Because historically, we get a general Direct in September before the Tokyo Game Show and this year the Tokyo Game Show starts on September 21st. Yeah, so uh the the last couple years, yeah, d- we've definitely had the the direct before the uh Tokyo Game Show. Um last year the uh, TGS was on, what, like the 15th week? Something we decided, like that, yeah. Um, and the Direct was on Tuesday the 13th. Um, so they generally avoid the week of Labor Day, so I, I think we can safely assume it is not, if there is a Nintendo Direct, it won't happen this week. But next week seems like a pretty solid candidate for me of uh, when we could uh, get a September Direct. I It's been so long since we haven't had one. 2015 was the last time we wow. didn't have one. Wow. Um, uh and it just and i'm counting the 2020 uh Mario 35th anniversary right, which i think is fair yeah i mean it was a it was a full director revealed lots of new re- releases uh and even new hardware in the form of the uh uh game and watch so um yeah I, I i think we'll still get something and we talked about this a little bit after the direct but it definitely had the feeling of being a yeah. a segment that was originally in a larger direct that they like took out and decided to make its own thing. And maybe just uh, so it could be at Nintendo Live and have had the direct right. beforehand. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was originally intended to be part of a bigger september direct but then it's also like okay so this direct is just missing 15 <laughs> right, minutes right. like what's what, in the direct what's then? what's in this thing then? well maybe the direct was so big that mm, they were like we've we got to go. get something There's out of so here. much exciting stuff that it's gonna <laughs> blow your mind and that you're gonna make you love nintendo we need 30 minutes for metroid prime 4 at least at least yeah but to say nothing of the sequel to tears of the kingdom <laughs> it just yeah that's right but yeah, it just feels, I guess, because we had the uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder Direct, it, it does make me wonder what could be in a general direct in just a yeah, couple of yeah. weeks. Yeah, I mean, totally. And, you know, we we obviously have uh, questions about um, the Luigi's Mansion Dark... of the... Dark Moon? Dark Moon. Dark Moon. I, it's, I, I not you the what. Transformer movie. Or the Dark Side of the Moon. Like, it's, it's all of these things that it's not. Um, uh, and... Yeah, so we've got that and we've got the Princess Peach game that are coming out uh next year. Um and would love to have more information about those too. So speaking of things that may or may not be coming out next year, Switch successor rumors are beginning to pour in more regularly. Yeah. And like I don't I you know, I I never wanna like spin us up into uh, a lather about um things that are probably not true or that are only partially true or whatever, but like let's get excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean there were there was word that Nintendo was showing it off to select journalists and developers yeah. behind closed doors at PAX West. Uh we also have been getting some rumors. So, dev kits for whatever comes after the Switch are reportedly in the hands of some key development partners, which we've heard a couple of times. One of whom is Square Enix. Again, like, no surprise there. Right. But uh, Noted Leaker, and again, this is a leaker, so, you know, do with it whatever you will. Right. But I'm a Hero 2 is the name of the leaker, or at least what they go by. I don't know if that's their legal name. Could be. (laughs) Uh, Reported that Final Fantasy VII Remake is running on the Switch 2 dev kit and, quote, running like a PS5 game. The leaker also uh, confirmed, in air quotes, that backwards compatibility was tested on this dev kit and that it was also working. Uh, Some other rumors just from uh, leakers in just online right now that the machine uses new cartridges. So not... Not that big of a surprise. Not that big of a surprise that it would still be backwards compatible. I mean, we saw that with like uh, previous Nintendo handhelds, but most recently the Nintendo DS and Nintendo three DS, on the three DS they just put like a little nub. It's just a little nub. So there. that way you can't put it in a uh, in the DS card slot. Um I don't own a single one of those. And then they're I did it all digitally. Oh, really? Yeah, the only 3DS cart that I've ever seen is your copy of A Link Between Worlds. <laughs> that You're actually may be house. the only Nintendo 3DS cart that I bought. And I can't remember why I didn't buy it digitally. Maybe I got it as a gift or something. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what you, do you mean you don't know how I got my copy? <laughs> um, I've spent more uh, time with Worlds. it now than you have. Yeah, that's so. true. <laughs> by by a magnitude of years. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, apparently, there's also some like new camera feature. Which is to say, a camera feature, right? right. There is yeah. no, I guess there's the IR camera in one of the, the right Joy-Con, yeah, um, but, but I, that d- doesn't feel like it counts. No, I agree. How am I going to get the return of face blasters? What was that called on Nintendo 3DS where uh, you could like? Yeah, might have been called face blasters. <laughs> and then um... look, the IR camera can uh, tell wh- how fast you're chomping your teeth. Uh, for one, two switch, so it's it's doing a pretty good job. Good as a dentist, mm-hmm. and then some kind of AR integration, which I think is just really tied into the um, camera feature. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Final Fantasy VII remake would be exciting to see that come to switch. It's a great game. Yeah, I guess like the handheld part of it is what you know, mm-hmm. the portability yes, is what yeah. would make it. It's really exciting. Yeah, well, and also just like the fact because uh, it hasn't been on Xbox yet, so like um, that it's been kind of relegated to uh, PlayStation platforms for the time being. Um, but is there a PC version of it? Probably. Oh, okay. Um. Uh. But I, I. I. can't. Can't say for certain. Um. Uh. The. The note that it is running like a looks like and plays like a a PS5 game is interesting. Uh, that feels like baseless and unquantifiable. Yeah, like what 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 does that mean? Right. And if it was quantifiable, those quantities would be listed among the rumors. So uh I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of any of this. I hope the thing is uh super powerful. Um but I'm kind of expecting it to be uh in the Nintendoist way possible good enough. Yeah none of this yeah none of this sounds particularly surprising um if it turns out to be true that Nintendo would continue down the road that the Switch laid out, like, mm-hmm. not not looking to do anything crazy, uh, you know, adding a camera, having, like, some AR capabilities or whatever. But it also, uh, I wonder, that's the part where I'm like, oh, well, will Nintendo really go down that road? It feels like there has to be something. It yeah. feels likely that there is something else. Uh, just because historically, you know, in the past few generations, we've seen Nintendo be hesitant Although, you know, you could say the DS to the 3DS was not really that crazy. It's like they put 3D on there. right? And the Game Boy to the Game Boy Color or to even to the Game Boy Advance, that those are, like, pretty linear upgrades, yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, maybe just the Nintendo DS and Wii generation have been the craziest, like, yeah. sidesteps. Yeah, and so, then, yeah, 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 I agree. So, yeah, um, it, but it feels like, you know, if it's true that people have been seeing it, and Nintendo's been showing it off more, that we're just likely to hear more and more leaks and rumors in the months ahead. And maybe that's what'll be in the September Direct, though I doubt it. A little follow-up on the story that Charles Martinet will no longer be the voice of Mario in Nintendo games. Uh, IGN caught up with Nintendo of America president, Doug Bowser, and asked him about it. His quote was, quote, Ah, yes. (laughs) Well, Charles has obviously been a voice actor with us for quite some time, and as we look for ways to keep Charles involved in Nintendo's business, we thought this was a nice transition for him. And Charles is very excited about it. I'll let Charles speak to it himself if he'd like to, but we would look forward to having him continue to represent Nintendo and, importantly, the Mushroom Kingdom as we go forward. I think people have recognized this when they see Super Mario Brothers. Wonder. They'll hear a different voice, and we'll let that play out, and that'll be within the credits. And people will learn who the new person is at that point in time. But we don't plan to make any announcement in advance of that uh which is an interesting move i i don't know i i i think they are still like uh pretty i i still think the mindset is like let's not make another charles martinet uh there's no reason to cuz who does the voice of link right right like um so whatever they can do to anonymize the voice actors going forward i feel like it's probably just they you know they they uh Uh, need to replace the voice actor of Mario and it becomes this like PR beat they have to answer for. Um, And I think they just want to avoid that in the future. Yeah, interesting. I mean, one thing that I... I guess I'm just waiting for this darn video from Miyamoto and Martin A. Yes. Like, I wouldn't have even thought twice about it, except they promised it. It's true. I not a thing that I was like, ah, well, you know, what? <laughs> ah, obviously what happens next is after someone loses their job is we get a video announcement from the person losing their job <laughs> and their employer together. Not something you actually expect. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Do you think... I'm sure it'll someday happen. Yeah. But uh, also would not surprise me if we just like never see this video ever again. Yeah. I, yeah, I would. I, I would believe that. I also thought it was funny in, uh, w- you know, in IGN's interview with Doug Bowser. Uh, Bowser's like, Charles is very excited about it. And I'll let Charles speak to it himself if he'd like to. And uh, over the weekend at Galaxy Con in Austin, uh, Charles Martinet was there. And he said, quote, I am a, I am now a Mario ambassador. I don't know what that is yet. I'm not retired as it were, but I'm an ambassador. As we step forward into the future, we'll all learn exactly what that is. I'm not retired as it were. So still doing voice acting, I think is what he's saying. Still doing voice acting, not at Nintendo Live. Right. Oh, I just, yeah. I mean, I just think it's funny that he's like, that Doug Bowser's like, like, uh, uh, oh, it's going to be, it's super exciting. We're all excited for it. I'll let Charles talk about it. And Charles Martinet did talk about it and was like, I don't know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, it's still a cool title. Uh, It is still a cool title. I'm sure someone has pitched something to him and he's like, yeah, okay, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Tell me where to be. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Finally, Nintendo and Niantic revealed a new browser-based AR game called Pikmin Find. So stop right now, whatever you're doing. Go to your phone and Google Pikmin. Find um, is a game you play in your browser, um, and it's uh, you need to play it basically on a, a phone or uh, an iPad or something. Um, and it's it's an AR game where like you can see Pikmin in like your living room, and you like pluck them, and then you send them to like go get treasures. Yeah, int- Yeah, it is kind what is of this? yeah. What's happening oh, and why? Yes, I don't know. It totally feels like another like Shigeru Miyamoto. Loves Pikmin. Yep, and uh, they were like, all, it almost feels like a tech demo for something," and then they're just like, "Let's just put it out there." Yeah, yeah. I mean that 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 feels right to me. That it is like ve- very uh tech demoy. Um, but it's also like some of that functionality is already in Pikmin Bloom, right? Like you can go when you're uh, dealing with your Pikmin, you can put them in. In an AR space, if you want to. Right. It drains the heck out of your battery, so, like, it's not recommended. Um, But, like, you can do it. Just like you can do um, with uh, Pikmin, or Pokemon, in uh, Pokemon Go. Um, But, yeah, what's what's, what's going on here? Yeah. But it's available now. It's free. And you can find it by searching for Pikmin Find. Yep. So uh, there you go. We're are, are we going to uh, devote our lives to? We're going to start a Pikmin Find channel in the Discord. So we I, are- I I I'm going to be waiting until uh, Miyamoto shows up next year. in Nintendo director a Pikmin Find T-shirt. Oh man, I still want that Pikmin Four T-shirt that uh, or was it three? What was it? Or just it had? the I big think it P. was just yeah yeah. Um, the I, I know they were selling it on Nintendo's website for a little bit, but the like men's medium is gone and never coming back. Uh, So, you know, there are just some things, Mark, that we will have to learn to live without. All right, let's get out of the news. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Uh, Join our Discord. Email us at Society at gmail.com. We will send you an invitation. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. DeLuca. I'm going to take it again. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. There we go. Our theme music is provided by Bit Betty. You can get more of his music by going to dot or by listening right now. From my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thank you for listening.